Psalm 37, uh, beginning at verse 1, it says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious towards wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. I'm still in this series practical, but I want to talk about today when the wicked prosper. Amen. When the wicked prosper. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. It happens time and time again. We may not admit it, but it shows up. When you decide to live for God, amen, the devil will dangle his desires before you. He will try to distract you, distance you, and cause you to think that living righteously, living holy, living godly is difficult. When will it happen for me is a familiar theme that goes through all of our minds when we decide to give our lives to Jesus. The enemy can cause you to, to look externally and not internally. He will parade before you opportunities that may be tempting, amen, that may tempt you to look and to compare yourselves to what you really believe. You may say, I'm not an envious person, pastor, but can I tell you something? When you see the wicked prospering, doing better than you, come on, somebody. When you have said, man, I've given up this and I've given up that, and yet it looks like, come on and help me, the wicked is prospering. You have to remember for every trial you will grow. Amen. You cannot allow yourself, though, to fall into the trap of envy. Envy will show up. You may not want to admit it. You say, I'm not an envious person, Pastor. But I want to tell you something. Whenever you take your eyes off of Jesus, amen, it is going to look like you're losing. The enemy is always trying to make you feel like you're not worthy, like you're not good enough, that you're not, amen, that you don't have what it takes to overcome. But what is happening is a comparison is going on. We find in this particular psalm that David is building on the previous psalm. Here he instructs the righteous, listen to this, do not to not be disturbed over the prosperity of the wicked. I want to tell you something, the wicked will prosper. The only reason the wicked prosper is because the devil will cause them to prosper. Are you with me? Satan can bless you too. You do, you do know that, right? Amen. But here's the thing about David when he writes this particular psalm. David, who was anointed king, not appointed king, he was on the run. 
He was trying to figure out why is it that I'm trying to do right. Anybody here trying to do right? Come on, somebody. Right? And, and, and all of a sudden, while I'm trying to do right, it looks like I'm losing. Looks like the day I decided to do right. <laughs> Come on, man. Amen. I have periods where it seems like, amen, I'm losing. Seems like the people that hurt you are doing better than you. Amen. Seem like the people you used to hang with, the people you used to be with, it seems like they are doing better. This psalm is amazing because it gives us an eyewitness of a godly man who struggled with envy who struggled with looking at the wicked and he's wondering in his mind, why is it that they are doing better than me? Come on, somebody. Come on. But he lived to tell the story. He lived to record it. Amen. You may say, I'm good, but just in case for those, amen, who just started on this journey, amen, who, who are not familiar with how the devil works, amen, the devil did this with Jesus. He took him on a pedicle. I preached on this, right? And what did he do? He showed him all of the riches of the world. He said, I give you this. If you bow down and what? Worship me. So you have to decide what you're going to do to get to where you want to be. Come on, somebody. Are you going to compromise? Are you going to wait on God? Are you going to go through the process of changing? And I'm talking about real change. You see, the pressures that we go through is an opportunity for us to grow. Are you with me? God allows certain things to happen in our lives so that he can help us so that we can move further from where we are right now. Can I help somebody with something? When the wicked prosper. Amen. They may look like they got it going on. Matter of fact, they may look so good that it may be tempting for you to say, man, I made a mistake. Do I have anybody? David knew, though. David knew something. Here's what David knew. David knew what it was like to live around wicked people. David watched them prosper. Amen. And as he was watching and writing, he was documented. And David said, listen, it seems like waiting is a punishment. Ah, come on, somebody. Some of you feel like you should be further along. Some of you feel like, man, this waiting stuff is not paying off. But can I tell you something? With God, it takes time. With God, he has a way. And when he makes a way, you've got to understand something that when you come through whatever you're going through, you're going to be better than when you, when you went in, but you're going to be standing on a firm foundation. Why? Because if it had not been, I'm going to say it again, for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? And so God is able to sustain us. Now you say, when the wicked prosper, Pastor. See, when the wicked prosper, there's some things you need to know. First thing we're going to look at, he says here in verse 30, chapter, uh, Psalm 37, verse 1, he says, do not fret. Now, I, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things that make me angry about living this Christian life. And one of them, <laughs> Amen. At the beginning of my Christian life, it was like, 
Come on, man. I mean, I know what I'm doing. I know what they're doing. And it can almost get next to you. So if I was to help you with a word, I would say this. Don't get angry because you're not where you want to be in life right now. I'm saying one more time, right now. See, the anger that David is trying to help us as believers to see is that, listen, you're not always going to be there. But anger does not change anything. Listen, to fester with envy, it makes you angry when you see physically and know that the wicked is prospering and here you are trying. There's a lot of reasons to get angry, but that's not one of them. Why are you mad in the first place? Amen. Come on, say, I ain't mad. No, but you're envious. Because you're trying, you're looking in and you're asking questions and God is saying, listen, you got to pay attention to where you are. But don't be angry because you messed up. Listen, you can't change the fact that you messed up. But you can't, but, but you can change the direction that you're heading now. Listen, if you made it out of a bad situation, come on, help me somebody. If you made it through the storm, if you made it through the rain, if you made it through some tough days, it doesn't matter, saints. I want to tell you something right now that thank God that you're in your right mind right now because that situation could have broken you so bad that you could have not recovered from it. But thank God. But don't get angry. Don't Listen, I see so many people who are disgusted about where they are, but I want to help you today. Get that anger out of you. Repent of that anger. And when you see the wicked prospering, don't you get angry. I'm going to show you some more pieces to this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, do not fret because of what? Because of who? Evildoers. Now, let me, let me show you something. It's amazing how we know that they're evildoers, but yet we're mad. Wait a minute. That doesn't make no sense. Now, the word for evildoers, let me tell you what an evildoer is. Here's an interesting word for you in the Hebrew. It means to be damaged. Why are you angry about damaged people? The, the word means to be afflicted. And here's what damaged people do. They cover it up with bling, with clothes. They make you see them on social media as they want to, you to see them. And so my next point is this. Give it to me. Don't Ever compare yourself to evildoers. Don't ever compare yourself. You are a child of God. You are bought with a price. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. As a matter of fact, God calls you saints. He calls you holy. And if you don't like the righteous tags, then you could take the other ones. But here's the thing, here's the thing. Damaged people may give you the impression that they're doing good. 
He says, do not fret because why are we so concerned or even that close to them anyways? You better block them. You better unfriend them. I, I wish I had somebody. And if you know the real story, tell your neighbor, you got to know the real story. Listen, you, listen, a person could make you think they're doing well. Yeah, people talk, man. People talk. <laughs> and they make you think that they're doing big things when they're really damaged. If you really knew the story, they're, they're damaged and they're trying to solve their real issues with material things to make it seem like they got it together. Be careful who you compare yourself to. The Bible says I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I want to encourage you believers today, the righteous, to walk in his steps. You may not be able to figure it out right now, but I want to encourage you today. Stop comparing yourself to evildoers. David said, man, don't fret. Don't be angry. And it burns us up. Some of us, it just burns us up. Because you know what they're doing because you used to be with them. Say, not me. I'm living right now. But why are you mad? See, the devil is deep, man. He's, he, he, listen, listen, listen. Watch what he says. Watch what he says next now. He says, now be not envious. See that? Towards who? Hold on a minute. Wait a minute, right? Evildoers? Wrongdoers. Let me ask you, how long is it going to last? You keep doing evil, eventually you're going to get caught. You keep doing wrong, you're going to get caught. Okay? I don't care how long you do it. I knew a guy that got away with real estate embezzlement for years until the market crashed. He had to do a whole 10 years. But people that saw him with the cash and the cars and the big house and the vacations and stuff like that, I'm trying to help somebody with something. You got to pay closer attention to what you have. You're a child of God. And if you are content with what you have. You say, well, I should be further along in life. Listen, you wasn't ready for further along in life, boo. Where you are right now is where you're supposed to be. And if you build on what you have right now, God will bless you. Watch this. He will bless you in that one bedroom. He going to bless you to go to a two bedroom. He going to bless you to build a house, not buy a house, build a house. You with me? That's the God we serve. But we have to go through the process. How can he trust you? How, listen, why would he trust you to build something if you ain't taking care of the one you renting? We want bigger things. We want bling. We want cars. We want all this other stuff. And I see believers living like this. They're mad. They're angry. They're upset. But don't be upset because you're not where you're supposed to be, where you want to be. You understand what I'm saying? Time will come. He says, be not envious towards who? Wrongdoers. And so the third thing is don't allow envy to settle in your heart. Now, what is envy? Jealousy is what it is. You may say, I, 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 I'm not a jealous person. 
You know what? You know what envy really leads to a negative attitude. Wrongdoers will look more appealing when you're envious. Mm. More important, they will look like they're easing through life. Come on, help me. Remember, remember this. Remember that the the the, the wrongdoers. What they do is they distort justice. Mm -hmm. Watch this. They are wrongdoers. So the question is, are they really prospering? Or are they just prospering for today? Are they just getting by? You follow what I'm saying? With what they're getting away with right now. You know what I want to tell you? When the wicked prosper is not really real. Matter of fact, matter of fact, ASAP in Psalm 73 had the same problem. He says, when I saw the, for I was envious of the arrogant, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Psalm 73. But you know what he says? He says, but then when I came into the house of God, I perceived their end. Here's what I want to tell you. You keep coming to church. You keep building. You keep going through your process of change and transformation. He says, when I came into the house of the Lord, then God gave me a revelation that when I give you something, you're going to keep it for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about losing. And can I help you with something? The believer's life is not exempt from trials and tribulations and troubles and that kind of stuff. But those are the things that God uses because Satan is the one sending those things. And then God brings in Romans 8.28 and says God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So in other words, what the devil meant for evil, God meant it for your good. Are you with me? But here's the thing. There are times when we can get caught up. And with social media today, they'll have you chase, chasing waterfalls. TLC. That's, they, they'll have you chasing things, putting videos out there, making themselves look real dapper. Making you think, oh, well, if I pursue this and I pursue that and I pursue this and I pursue that, I can get to that level. Listen, let God build you up. Can I tell you something? When God prospers you, oh, man, listen, nobody can take what God gave you. Listen, you're working a job right now and you're doing certain things. God will elevate you. You don't even know how, but guess what? If you keep living this life, if you keep trusting him, if you keep believing him, if you get your eyes off of what's not real and put your eyes on Jesus and believe and trust him, watch this. God will bless you. Here's some inside information. Okay. From God, it's fact. From evildoers, it's fiction. Watch this. Here's a fact. They may have what you want. Gucci, Prada, money, cars, house. Amen. But tell your neighbor this. Tell your neighbor. Neighbor, 
stick around for the rest of the story. See, the wicked will always look like they're winning now, but you got to stick around. You got to stick around just a little bit longer. Okay, now listen, you say, why are you picking on the wicked? Because the text tells me this. Look at verse 2. For they will what? What will wither? Hello, somebody. And you all mad and upset for no reason. Here's my next point. Don't allow envy to sell your heart, but don't ever think the prosperity of the wicked will last. It will never last. I'm going to say it one more time. It will never last. I don't care how long they've been doing it. The ongoing action of this verb, it's not going to last. And can I help somebody with something? Don't allow human weaknesses to be the source of your comfort. I just said something right there. Don't allow human weaknesses to be the source of your what? Comfort. I told you I watched a documentary of Charlie Chaplin. This man was famous. He had billions and billions of dollars, right? He had to go into exile in Switzerland. He lived the rest of his life there, right, until Hollywood forgave him, right? But watch this. Watch this. He had all the money in the world, but, but it, in his memoir, he was still troubled. Saints, I'm trying to help you with something. Money is not the answer to your peace, you can have it all and have nothing. Nothing lasts forever. You hear me? Not while on earth. And when the wicked starts prospering, you know one thing. It will not last. Why? Because they have to go from one scheme to the next scheme to the next scheme to the next scheme. And eventually that last one going to get them. But we're sitting here saying, man, I wish I had what he had. I, I, I get up in the morning, on Sunday mornings, and I see my neighbor in their pool. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to church. <laughs> They're in their pool. They don't look like they have troubles. They're walking their dogs and all that kind of stuff. But I know in the back of my mind, I said, boy, I know they got some trouble. And you know what I do for them? I pray for them. You understand what I'm saying? I don't envy them. See, that's the problem with believers. We envy them rather than, oh, come on and give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. What should we do? We should pray for them. Pray that God will allow you to come into their path and say, listen, there's a better way. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And I want to encourage you today. The text says, for they will wither like what? Like what? Like grass. Don't ever think the prosperity of the wicked will last. Ever. May I ask you a question? <laughs> what are you building on? Are you building something that will last? Or are you just imitating what you see? 
You have to build on the right foundation. The foundation that needs to be laid is the foundation of Jesus Christ, his word, and that's how you build your life. Don't build it on things that will fade away. Look what the text says. It says, and it will wither quickly, right? This word, this word, this word wither, okay, it, it, it has the idea to be cut off. Amen. It will be what? Cut off like grass and fade like what? You, you know what it says? Fade like the green herb. It means to crumble. The wicked is really hurting, but you won't know it at least by what you see. But you understand from God's word that he says it will fade. It will crumble away like what? Like the green herb. And so that last point there is this. Don't believe everything you see. You have to get a closer inspection. You have to look a little bit closer. And you'll realize that when the wicked prosper, they're not really prospering. That when the wicked prosper, guess what? It's not going to last. Are you with me? And what you'll find out is that you have to ask yourself a question. Are you willing, amen, to com compromise your walk with God for something that will, that's only temporary? And I want to encourage somebody here today to let you know, stop fretting. Stop getting angry. Because you're not where you're supposed to, where you want to be in life. Okay, I don't say supposed to be. Where you want to be in life. Accept where you are and start building on the right foundation. And when God gets through with you, you can stand firmly on that foundation.